Welcome everybody to the Real Thrills Podcast. I'm here with Eric and this is your host, Jay. Eric, how are you today on this lovely Sunday? Uh, a little steamy, but other than that, yeah, we're okay. We're experiencing a nice heat wave up in New England area. We sure are. And we will have this for the next it's gonna feel like Texas summer, man. Like the you know, like the next uh, three or four days, we're gonna be hitting over the hundreds of probably with the humidity levels, right? Yeah, and we don't want to complain too much because we know that everyone's experiencing this right now, but yeah. um, it's uh, probably a little bit more of a shock to us. Yeah. So we're not here to tell you about the weather today, obviously. Uh, thank you for all the listeners coming back to our show. If you're here for the first time, uh, it's just two guys talking about movies, horror movie genres. We got some segments that we like to do, and people can follow along, all of our listeners. Uh, we actually put out on episode four a request from one of the listeners. Uh, our lucky listener was actually my brother. Thank you, Joey. Uh, we appreciate your input. We had a couple other. Rabid was the other one. We did, yes. Which we will circle back to. Like we're, we're not going to do them all. We're, yeah, don't don't you don't you worry. All the people that put in those uh, votes, but uh, Joey, uh, you're welcome. Uh, you're part of the show today. We are doing Carrie, the 1976 Brian Del Palma was the director. Um, so we're not doing a remake or anything like that. We're super original with Sissy Spacek. Uh, and and John Travolta, of all people, one of his first movies uh, in 1976. I think at the time he was doing Welcome yeah, Back, welcome Mr. Back Cotter. Cotter. Yeah, yep. Welcome Back, Cotter. And he, he has nice, what we would assume a cameo, but he wasn't even famous yet. So yeah. this was, we, we, you know, this movie got him early. And, uh, you know, he played a pivotal role as just sure a, did. just a bad guy. Yeah, and uh, and he met his ultimate demise um, in old Grease Lightning. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> what a, what a parallel! We'll we'll get to that much later. Uh, and actually, Eric has some fun facts about John Travolta. We'll we'll get into that as the show progresses along. Well, but fun a, fact, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know, I'm not. I'm not a huge Travolta grandstand, to be honest with you. I guess I've seen a lot of his movies, uh, so I don't know. I think he's. I think he's all right. Yeah. I think he he's like one of those guys that got like progressively worse with his acting as it went on. Like his early stuff was the best. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he peaked I, at "Look Who's Talking." I think, <laughs> which was actually a good movie. Uh, movie. I, I actually I actually like that one a lot. We're uh, gonna do that one next but, week. <laughs> I think Bruce Bruce Willis really uh, really crushed that. But uh, hot stuff, hot stuff. <laughs> Uh, a baby that talks like Bruce Willis. I mean, how, how could you go wrong? You talk about a horror movie, you know. But uh, ooh, we got some beverage bevies tonight. I'm popping one right now because we're gonna get we're gonna get deep into this, and I want to yeah. make sure that I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm living it up uh, Travolta style, like in the movie. I want to be a little bit hammered, and by the end, I'm hoping I'm drooling. <laughs> yes. Uh, so everyone, let's 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 buckle up. Let's get to this. Uh, we'll we'll kind of do a little overview, a synopsis. Uh, Erica, can you can you tell us a little bit about what Carrie's all about? No, I can't. No, I can't. Of course. <laughs> so Carrie, um, we, did, we did just watch it. We did. Yeah, <laughs> we watched it together. So uh, hopefully, we have we have some good stuff today. This is the second time we've done that. So th we this is our fifth episode. We spent two movies on our own. And two movies together, right? Yep. Actually, no, that, that math is terrible. Uh, we, we did uh, Texas. one and a half on our, two together, one and a half on our own, plus a half today. <laughs> yeah, so. 
Anyway, Math is not a strong suit. <laughs> really, I don't think movies are either, but we're doing them because <laughs> yeah. we we just not? like watching them, and, and we and we hope you listeners enjoy listening to us babble and joke about horror movies from time to time. So yeah, we're not film critics. Um, we're not we're not good at like uh, shot by shot. We don't, we're not going to give you all the facts of every movie, but um, but when it presents itself, I, I we we will we when, will. We, when yeah. we like a shot, we'll 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 we'll, we'll go into that. But uh, no, a hundred percent, we're not. Film majors, <laughs> we just like horror movies. Yeah, we're not we're not horror movie uh, fanatics. Oh no, we are, but it's we're not snobs. Yeah, you know, we, we watch anything, as you can tell by our our catalog so far. Yep. Uh, and we're going to continue that as as we go as we press along. But again, the synopsis, Carrie, what do you got? So Carrie is essentially this loner in high school. Um, no friends. She's growing up with an extremely overbearing religious mother. Might we say fanatic? Jesus freak. Total Jesus freak. Oh, yeah. I think it's hard to tell her exact occupation, but she is kind of going door to door and selling the stuff. Telling everybody the they need Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Much. Is she evangelist? Yeah. I guess yeah. is what, or what I, I kind of just threw that. woman, I, I, however yeah. you want to play it, but. Psychotic bitch, whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> and you can tell that she's an outcast in the town because people don't want to deal with her. And I think that it's sort of, that's something she passed on to Carrie to some degree. And I think, again, the mother's so overbearing that Carrie knows nothing of her own body. She knows nothing about the birds and the bees. She's completely sheltered and probably raised yeah. like she's six years old. Basically, what happens is um, she's bullied at school. And during this time, she realizes that she has some form of telekinetic powers. Starts out simple where she gets so angry that a light bulb breaks all the way up into being able to move other objects with her mind. And ultimately, there's, again, a lot of bullying that happens. Some girls get really pissed off and they decide to play a horrific prank, prank yeah on Carrie um by embarrassing her even more at prom and Carrie seeks revenge in the worst way possible and then ends up dying alongside her mother yeah she gets kind of i guess out of control right she she completely she just, and you could tell like as she is developing through this movie she can't even control herself she has no idea her mom really sheltered her like you mentioned uh but let's Take a take a step back where this was a Stephen King novel and one of the first adaptation to a movie. The first. Yeah. So and as a lot of you listeners probably know, many movies had come out later. So if you think of uh of religious themes, crazy mother, telekinesis, very much big themes in the Stephen King genre of horror and how he wanted you know, sleepy New England towns in Maine yeah. or wherever, um, that this crazy shit happens. So, I mean, that was just a, another little tidbit for everyone. So when you're thinking Carrie, it, it was a novel. A um, couple things changed in the movie. We kind of had to look it up as to what that was, but we'll get into that when we get to the ending. Yeah, nothing drastic. No, it was it was, it was was the ending. It was just a matter of a death. Yeah. It was just a little bit more flamboyant in the movie than what the novel would actually say. Yeah, there's ton tons of religious um I will say under and overtones in this movie. Yeah. You get a vibe that this is in the Stephen King wheelhouse. Oh but, yeah. But in a way that I think um you know it, it, it pays quite an homage to to Psycho in a couple of different ways. Oh, and 100%. We've, we've already talked about this and other you know, I think we always have to go back. We have to go back to those 
classic movies where it all kind of started and you see the influence of how it played in many of these slashers and you want to talk overbearing mother you know you want to talk all these different things about the film that really tracked with sort of that original like psycho kind of style like it really does it it plays well and it does it in a way that is very modernized for the time yeah and and a couple of things that you will notice uh that eric alludes to is that the high school is called bates high school the we think even maybe the town is bates the pig farm (laughs) yeah the pig farm is bates is bates what was it farm bates farm sure what and then bates bates pig castle (laughs) bates uh uh pork chops (laughs) like (laughs) Here, come, come, come! Take our pigs and and uh, our bacon farm. <laughs> come on down to Bates Ham Hocks. <laughs> uh, what else? And, and and I did allude to this too that you know as some of these telekinetic things were happening, you would have this sound that was totally present in Psycho. The ring, 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 ring. Yep. I mean. Eric's going to do a better job of editing that sound probably somewhere along this 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 podcast. I'll 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 take you out and put that sound in. All right, excellent. <laughs> uh, so you got that when Carrie's just having this telekinesis moment, and you hear this sound. There That's it is. Very familiar. There, there it was, and uh, you're just like, whoa, psycho. This is a lot, a lot of homage, like like you mentioned. Yep. So. Uh, we'll, we'll get into more of that because I actually took a lot of notes about a lot of inspirational things that happened through the, sure. throughout this movie uh, that I'm just like, I'm watching it. I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, I'm looking at from the two, 2021 lens, there's a 38-year-old man looking back and going, man, a lot of movies I saw in my lifetime are, are total adaptations of this movie. Right. Uh, and I'm just going to throw one right at you. She's all that. You ever watch that movie? I want to say no, but yes, of course, I've seen it multiple times. Right. So it's literally that movie, but minus the horror and right. the death. You take this quote unquote unpopular nerd, you go to the prom with her with the prom king, you turn her into this special person for a day. And then it turns out to be a prank or a joke. And then it's a prank. Or, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like watching it. And I'm like, this is, she's all that. Just with a lot of blood and telekinesis and religious overtones. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping that Rachel Lee Cook was much more aware of her body because I was. Oh God. <laughs> well, you this. know what? Let's, 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 okay. Since we're going down there, I mean, this movie's got a lot of a uh, uh, body in it. Like uh, Sissy Spacek, uh, you know, is, is Carrie. Yep. Very well known Oscar winner. Uh, and she was actually nominated in this film, right. uh, along with uh, Piper Laurie, for best lead actress and supporting, supporting, which is which is crazy for a horror movie genre. That yeah. is not a common thing, especially in 1976. So obviously, when you guys go back and watch it, you're looking at some magic here, man. This mother daughter relationship, how Carrie Sissy Spacek really created this vibe of this character. I learned through some trivia on IMBD that. She would like put Vaseline in her hair and really just try to make herself look so homely and like not kept. And you could see that, that she's just a, she has no idea what's going on in the world. Yeah. You, you definitely get the vibe that she's sheltered. Again, she, 
she's pressed a little bit by her gym teacher, Miss Collins, you know, yeah. to like, oh, put a little bit of lip on here and do a little bit of eyeshadow here, that kind of thing. And you can tell like she, those are all foreign concepts yeah. to her. Like maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. No, she was born without it. <laughs> she was born with Jesus. <laughs> she was born with Jesus. And as you find out later in the movie, she shouldn't have been born at all. Yes. Anyway, I digress, and let's go right into the first segment, the opening scene. Opening scene. Opening scene. So, so this is a a wonderful. This is like Porky's, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was kind of around the same time as Porky's, right? Very close. Yeah. And it, it it had that feel throughout the movie where the credits come up. They're all in red, right? Uh, all the red credits. All, yeah. It's in red, so it's kind of ominous. You have this. Uh, very. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. They they were playing volleyball. They're first, playing volleyball, and, and and Carrie blows it for the team. Yeah, I mean, she, she was she was she, awful. And you can tell, like, she's like she's in left field, you know, of uh of the softball game, so to speak. And ball gets hit to her, and she's like, you know, she's she's thinking about ladybugs or something. And no, so, well, she said like when she was at prom, she felt like she was in on Mars. I'm like, she just looked like she was, she on, was Mars on Mars in, in yeah. this whole movie. So, yeah. uh, obviously, you know, the girls get upset with her. They walk into the locker room, and yeah. then boom, Brian De Palma says, "You know what? I I think I want a slow motion locker room scene that lasts five minutes, and I just want pretty much." As much bush and yeah. naked women as I want to see. And you're sitting there, again, I'm 38 years old. I'm looking at like, oh my God, like this This is a high school girls locker room. This, this, this is not, this is not right. No. <laughs> but it worked. It's Porky's, everybody. If you, if you know what I'm referencing, uh, you get it. Like, it's just shower scenes and... It's it's Porky's minus the small uh, eye hole, essentially. Like you're getting the full shot, you get to see this with both eyes. Um, and yeah, it's a little shocking because I, I mean, I'll say I saw this movie at ten years old, rented it from the video store, and I watched it at ten years old. And so, like, you put on the first scene, and you're like, not even a minute and a half in, and you got full frontal. And yeah. That, while while it's common in horror movies, I think at this time, not super common, and especially full frontal, like. You know, yeah, Sissy Spacek went for it. Everybody, she, she went for it. Yep. So maybe maybe that's what uh, you know got her uh, nominated. Like you, you you really risked yourself here. Yeah, very vulnerable. And you know, so um, like you're saying, we're we're in the we're in the locker room, slow mo shot. You see, you know, the kind of typical thing you would see in their towel fights, and everyone's laughing, I, having I a don't great know. time. Do you, did you see that a lot in, in, in high school, or only in my dreams? <laughs> only in your dreams, right? <laughs> you you would assume that this is what a locker room banter would look like, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, like all of you are like at, at at home right now, or in your cars listening, going, yeah. High school girls locker room. Yeah, it's probably super cool. There's shenanigans and tomfoolery and all sorts of things happening in there. Oh, the good old 1970s, yeah. huh? But you so you still have uh Carrie is still in the shower and she's showering away. It's still running the credits. It's slow-mo and yeah, it was like an Irish Spring commercial. Yeah. Like she just was suds everywhere and it was she 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 was having a great shower it looked like. Yeah, there it's like a Pantene Pro V, you know, there's something else going on here. But as she's uh soaping up the uh the nether regions, she <laughs> she somehow senses right. that there's uh there's something going on downstairs and she looks down and she's got blood 
in between her legs and she's got blood on her hand and she starts looking at it as if like she fucking she was dying yeah like she she just and i think what they said is they the the direction from brian was like when you see this happen it's like pretend you just got hit by a truck like that's what you that's the face we want to see from you that's that's what we want to see in your eyes and she goes for it and she looks like she got hit by a truck she's confused as all hell and she starts walking out of the shower and if the girls didn't hate her already enough, she starts wiping this monarchy all over everyone's uh, shirts, shirts and and everywhere, and she's just yelling, "Help me!" Not a help great me. look. Yeah, yeah. It was it was you could tell something's not quite right with Carrie here. Yeah, like, she wasn't already the outcast of the school. Like now, she is a high schooler who has apparently to this point. Never, never experienced the miracle doesn't know what's of menstruation. Going on. Doesn't doesn't know what's going on. Yes. and now um, she's shedding the lining of her uterus, and she's very clueless. Yes, you're welcome, everybody, for that. <laughs> yeah, I am as shocked as everyone else listening. I, I, I think I think I just learned something. Here. I picked Let up me. a health book every now <laughs> yeah, and then. Wow, it's like a snake <laughs> shedding its skin. <laughs> oh my gosh, the analogies. Let's let's, let's keep moving. <laughs> let's keep moving. So it, then the uh, obviously the gym teacher comes in and tries to help calm down. Yeah, and they're yelling. Um, they're throwing tampons at yeah. her. They're throwing maxi pads. They're throwing all these different things at her, and they're saying, "Plug it up, plug it up," which could have been a great commercial at wow. the time. I think you know for a tampon. Tampax was like missed yeah. the boat on that one. I Tampax, guess. plug it up. <laughs> Wow! Yes, I, I think we're we're on to something. We're on to something, <laughs> or or they missed out back when in the we ever 70s. get the, if we ever got a time machine, we're going back. Oh, a hundred percent. Now, the way that I love, I, I mean, I started taking a tally here. Well, I'll get to I allude to it uh, a little bit later. But the slaps, a lot of slaps in this movie, and oh my God. the teacher, the gym teacher, just slaps Carrie and just like snap out of it like just like you don't have to slap your student oh to, she belts her yeah I, I was like man this is like a uh, that was the first slap within the first minute or two of the movie and I'm like and then I tallied them up to six as you go along so six slaps she slapped Carrie out of, out of Mars let's just say yes she She's gave like, her a pretty good come win. back come back to earth it's everything's gonna be okay uh, I do want to allude to one thing, um, and I and I said I would, is that uh, when when you first see Carrie in the volleyball game, the first inspirational thought that came to my mind is Axel Rose. Axel Rose must have looked at Carrie and was like, "That's who I want to look like." <laughs> that is that is. I love the hair. I want it that long. I want yep. it that straight. I want it parted in the middle, and I want to be that skinny and that short. And he he's. Literally the male version of Carrie. By the grace of God, he he was made that short and skinny. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. I, I, you know, there's more inspirational things that happen throughout this movie, as 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 I mentioned. Uh, but uh, I and think after I, all the and after all the bush we saw, welcome to the jungle, right? <laughs> oh man, the puns keep coming. Uh, but I think we're done with the opening scene. I, I think we painted a fantastic, if not very graphic, picture uh, for every for all those listeners. We try. So uh, there you go, the opening scene. It, it, you get right into it. That uh, you know something's not all there with Carrie. And you got the, a lot of bullying going on. Well, we we do get one piece that I want to add is as as she's still like in this rage because 
you know, like she gets slapped by Miss Collins. She's still in there. Miss Collins telling her it's going to be all right. Everyone's still kind of laughing at her in the background is that she gets so angered that we get the first sign of telekinesis, which is that one of the light bulbs just breaks. Yeah. And you're and, like, oh, what, what was that all about? And Carrie can sense that she did, she that. did it. And you're you're watching like, whoa, what was that? Like, what's what's up with her? Uh, which brings us right to the drop. We're right? going to drop it. So this is when shit gets real. Let me let me jump in here now. Let's see here. I think I actually am going to parlay right off that scene when yeah. when um the when she when she starts to recognize because as soon as the light pops, then she gets summoned into the principal's office. Uh, and you know the principal's like, I don't know how to deal with women. You should just go home. I don't know what to do with you. Um, so they right, said, just plug it up. Yeah, I'm just gonna send you home. And she starts to get a little upset, and then keeps she, calling her the wrong name. Yeah, and then like finally Carly she 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 snaps again, and and in the which is which is a phenomenal 1970 genre movie. There's a cigarette ash you know, uh, uh, ashtray, ashtray on the, the desk yep. uh, that they're just freely smoking inside the school in the principal's office, uh, which is which is fantastic. She just throws this thing across the room and shatters it. So I'm like, these telekinesis things, I mean, one happened like 30 seconds, 45 seconds earlier, and then this one happens again. I'm like, okay, here we go. She, she knows. she's starting to like ramp this thing up and she's like man I I once I harness this you guys are fucked. Yep. So is, are you thinking the same thing or do you Yeah, have- the the drop is definitely in the, in that in that couple minutes because right after that where you really see that she's she's not only using it out of anger. What was that? I don't know. Telekinesis? I think it was. Are you? Are we oh, having a? Happened. Are we having a problem? A light just fell. Oh, a light just fell in my studio. Because you're getting pissed. Because I'm getting a little bit pissed. I'm sorry. I'll I'll, okay. I'll I'll stop. I'll stop whatever it is that I'm doing. <laughs> I'm gonna have a sip from my beverage. There we go. Keep talking, Eric. She does something out of revenge more so than a, out of direct anger, which is that as she's walking home after leaving the principal's office. Um, oh yeah. There's well, a kid riding on a bike, and what does he call? I can't. I don't know. I'm blanking. Scary Carrie, scary Carrie, or something. Or just being a little weirdo Carrie. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's riding by and saying whatever. And she looks at him. She gets to look in her eyes, and uh, pretty much tosses him. Little Billy just flies over his mongoose handlebars like he was fucking Dave Mira or something at the X Games. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, great reference, you're everyone. Like, you're like <laughs> yes. Yes. Like you want you want him to 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 get that little bit yeah, of a Yeah, for a up. moment you were like, is that my Franklin right there? Is that the asshole that, you know, Yeah, you're is- waiting for the Franklin and uh it's not little uh No, it's not him. Billy Barty was, or whatever you want to call him. He doesn't deserve it. He was only in the movie for 10 seconds and he fell off his bike. So, yeah. Um, he got he got what he needed. <laughs> and I'll put in another candidate here and and I know all of you are probably on the same page. The other drop is uh pretty much when She's at the prom. She wins, and uh, literally, a bucket of blood drops on her head, and she just goes full psychotic in the uh, gymnasium at the prom. So that's when she got real for everybody. Yeah, that's that's when you're just like, whoa. And could we say them? Could could we also say that the drop was um, her her experiencing womanhood? For the first time, uh, yeah. These are all great candidates. So all it's, these it's, things it's, happened in 
10 minutes time or something. I think the telekinesis is something that was a very big theme in the movie. She was trying to get a control of it. And towards the end, you'll see why uh, it was the drop. Uh, yeah. These little bits of things that she's trying to control. And then what she does at the end with the telekinesis, then you're just like, oh, you know, like. She, she has quite a day. She goes from like learning that she is now a woman and also that she has telekinetic powers in the same day. So pretty big day for yeah. Carrie. Maybe, hey, are these interrelated? Yeah, At maybe. least for Carrie? It's possible. Like the moment she um, she can conceive a child, she all of a sudden has telekinetic powers. All right. We apologize for all of our female listeners. We will get off that subject. We don't know anything. It's just, it's just this movie had it all in it. So I was like, we, we have to talk we're about t- it. We were talking through it. Yeah. We need to talk through it because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and again, we'll move on to the next segment. Let's go. Uh, your favorite death scene. All right, so my favorite death scene for sure is I think the only people in the movie that truly deserved it, and the reason why is because not that they did bad shit to Carrie, but they actually tried to run her over in a yeah. car. Um, as Carrie's leaving the prom, she's covered in blood. We've got Chris, who's the evil mastermind behind the whole planning of dumping pig's blood. And she basically uses her sexuality to to lure John Travolta, who's like kind of like a dope, to yeah. agree to Billy. participate his, in his, this whole his thing. Name's Billy. Billy. Yep. And so um, Chris is driving the car. Billy's in the passenger seat, and he's a, he's wasted. He's just drooling, you know, and um, she sees Carrie walking and Carrie's facing the opposite direction. They go to hit Carrie with the car. Why is he drunk? Where was he drinking? He was drinking the whole time. And underneath the stairs? Yeah, underneath the stairs. He had a beer can in his hand the whole time and he's just chugging away. (laughs) He's a lightweight. It was one can. (laughs) He was nursing that pretty hard. And speaking of nursing, I just want to throw out real quick that uh, John Travolta and I were born in the same hospital. Whoa, very great That's my my fun fact. Uh, Englewood, New Jersey, represent. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Yeah. No, that's... I, I can't say that. Um, I was born on a Sunday, but I feel like I still have Saturday night fever. Oh, do you, do you live with that? Is that your like go-to line? Uh, I actually just made it up on the spot oh here. Oh my gosh, it was killer. <laughs> Thank you. And speaking of killer, um, <laughs> wow. As they're as they're cruising up uh, on Carrie, Carrie senses that they're right right behind her. You know, going eighty miles an hour in a great moment of cinematography as well. The oh, car cr- swerves. Perfectly around Carrie and then starts rolling around. Flipping. Oh, Flipping. Yeah. And then you're watching the camera inside the car. The, yeah, right? through the uh, windshield. windshield yep. And you see them flipping. And uh, it's it's actually pretty great. Yeah, they're rolling you know, around like for they're in 1976. A, I'm kind of like, oh, wow. The car's on fire. It's just flipping around. And for a budget of $1.8 million, I think that was $1.7. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that, that car was, was pretty hot. That was a nice super sport or whatever the hell that was. That was a that was a nice muscle car. It was nice. And they, they shredded it. So I'm sure that was like pretty much half their budget. So that to me was my favorite death scene. But I want to give a quick honorable mention, not for a death scene, but I just want to say that um, when the fire hose was going off um, oh, yeah. during the prom... And it really blasted this one dude who comically floated up in the air and landed on a table with a punch bowl and flipped the punch bowl. No, oh, yeah. And I just thought it was. Um, How a many great times moment. did that happen in a prom? 
Um, probably every movie that's ever had a prom scene in it. Do you think there's... that was an homage to It's a Wonderful Life when the you know the board started coming out for the pool and the punch bowl kind of gets spilled and people are all going frantic? It's very possible. Maybe we'll have to look into that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna circle. We're gonna back. get yeah we'll we'll get uh, some of our uh, tech technical support on that. Look it up, Johnny. Thank you. Um, so I Billy, I need my coffee. All right. <laughs> Yeah, now. <laughs> He's looking at me like I got two heads. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to fire you. I'm right on top of that, Rose. <laughs> yeah. uh, so my favorite death scene is is definitely that one, right? That oh, that, yeah. that is our, our Franklin Award winner. Uh, it goes to both Billy and Chris. And again, if you're listening to this for the first time, Franklin Award is for that person that you're just like waiting to for them to die you know you want the raft to come because they're annoying uh they bother you and you're not on their team anymore uh franklin is the brother in texas chainsaw massacre and he was just super annoying wheelchair guy had to get it had to get (laughs) we got the chainsaw uh in in texas chainsaw massacre uh but uh, again billy uh, Chris, your death, you are the Franklin Award winner for Carrie. I'm going to throw out an additional award today. All right. Because I think we need to. Why not? So we did Sleepaway Camp la- two weeks ago. Yep. Um, for all the, those of you who heard that episode, um, you're very familiar with Aunt Martha or you've seen oh, the movie. Oh, the, the, the most psychotic Aunt Martha on record. So I'm going to give um, an Aunt Martha award and I'm giving it to Mrs. White um, because she is an absolute just, nutbag. Just a psychotic. And she... There's a theme going on here. For all you parents out there, don't fuck up your kids. Don't fuck them <laughs> I up. Guess. Dare I say she created the monster. Yeah. No, oh, 100%. It wasn't, it, the, unfortunately, the misguided and misdirected anger went towards all of her peers. But Mrs. White created the monster. Yeah. For a couple reasons, and I want to throw out a couple things that that we got from Mrs. White, some little um, nuggets. Um, we're in godless times, so she believes that everyone's evil. We are in godless times, and she needs to convert everybody over to the Lord. Yeah. Um, Check. She references to Carrie when Carrie makes her own dress and finally is going to prom that she can see her dirty pillows. And I don't know... Um, you know, when when Mrs. White became Austin Powers, but um, I can see her dirty pills and so will everyone else. Um, she also says one thing that I, I find um, uh, somewhat insulting, um, but if you, especially if you're someone who has um, been part of the proactive plan or maybe on Accutane, um, pimples are the Lord's way of chastising people if you weren't aware. <laughs> Shit. Man, I had a lot of problems then, I guess. And um, the first sin was intercourse, of course. And uh, Eve was weak. You should know. You're a mom of a daughter. <laughs> and Eve was weak. That She says it over and over. Eve yeah. was weak. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned, I turned over to you and said, you see this movie? You know, I didn't see the remake, but that was 2013. So maybe that, you know, a little bit before the movement. Uh, but again, Eve was weak. Shit, that shit cannot play in and, yeah, this t- and, today. And you can tell that she's she's burned literally and figuratively, and you'll find out from later on in the movie that she 
was sort of wronged by Carrie's father, who, um, you know, hit it and quit it, so to Ralph. speak. His name's Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, we're going to say Ralph. His name's Ralph. I want to believe it's Ralph Cramden. I don't know if that tracks oh, in terms of timeline, but it could have been Ralph Cramden. Yeah, let's think about the year 17. That's she's right. 17 and 76. You're talking about 59? That could play, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, you know, him and his uh, whiskey-breathed... Uh, whiskey-breathed, yeah. Um, she you said know, that a couple times. Come on. Uh, really she, excited She liked her. it. She, she liked it. it, yeah. So she says, yeah, basically uh, impregnated her and she felt very guilty and that she had sinned. But I think you kind of get that um, that play a little bit because she goes back and she's referencing all the religious aspects of what went wrong and how it went wrong and that Eve was stupid and weak. And I think she's sort of, um, she's deflecting. She's like, I did that. I was stupid. I was weak. I let this man, you know give me the 22 skidoo and now I've got this baby and he's nowhere to be found. And then, yeah. and, and that's uh, where she alluded that, Tay, hey, you should have never been born. And, and then, and then, and then again, shit got real in those moments, yep. uh, as you will watch. Um, but poor Carietta is her full name. Carietta. Yeah. So I think we're ready, um, for the, that was dumb. Well, that was dumb. That was dumb. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I'm just going to start with an easy one. Uh, try to get it early. So Billy, played by John Travolta, is driving in a car with Chris. They're just driving along, and, and Freddie comes by in another car, and they, they start chatting as he's driving. And he's like, hey, man, throw me a beer. And so Freddie throws him a beer, and he just snaps it open, starts drinking and driving. I was like, well, that was dumb. That was dumb. And and later in the scene, a cop comes up and he like freaks out, yep. and he's just like, "Oh my god!" You know, like I thought you were a badass, Billy. <laughs> you would have just you should have just drank in front of them. You were scared. You want to hit one up? Yeah, you. you we'll, we'll, we'll fire. We'll go rapid fire. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, I will say Carrie is what seventeen in this movie. Eighteen is she probably a senior? It says in like the synopsis, she's like sixteen, seventeen. Okay, so we'll say she's sixteen, seventeen. So she's obviously played by a twenty-plus-year-old sissy Spacek, and uh, he's twenty-five. Fully, yeah, big, 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 big age difference. Fully here. developed, big bush, and first period. Yeah, and we're not talking about gym class. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, we're I, not. I, it's just a little confusing to me. Like the timeline doesn't doesn't sync for me. No, um, and, it, and it was like that. That was a whole theme. Like there was not one. And I guess it makes sense because they couldn't allow kids being that young doing right. what they were doing in some of these scenes. Uh, so I get it, but man, Hollywood was just like, we stuck with the age 25 to 30 and we're going to just throw them in high school. But like even Stephen King but, writing this, he's like, all right, she was only 16 and so she had her first period and you're like, mm, really? I don't know, Stephen. <laughs> how's Maine? How's, how's Maine up there for you, <laughs> Steve? Um, so another, well, that was dumb. And at the time, I, I wrote this down, and as the movie kind of developed, I, I kind of changed my opinion. But, you know, like a lot of things were happening during the movie that you were kind of like on board with. Tommy, Tommy Ross, who's going to nationals, everybody. Uh, that's what Coach told him. And I don't know what that is. That, that was dumb. I was like, "What nationals? What? Like, what do you? What are he's you? Gymnast? Going to nationals? Yeah, like gymnast. Like, what? Uh, he's a, he's, he's a, a quarterback. Like, and I'm like, what are what are nationals? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> states. That makes more sense. Nationals. Yeah. Uh, I don't. They don't. They don't do that in high school. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Tommy asking Carrie to prom. 
Like, it's it doesn't make any sense. It's very bizarre. And it's kind of like, well, this seems like it's going to bite you in the ass, Tommy. That's dumb. Yeah, because from my recollection, you know, again, I saw it when I was 10 years old. So I'm like thinking back, like, oh, we got to do Carrie. And so I'm like, kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm, my life is flashing before my eyes, so to speak, where I'm trying to think of like, or what happens in Carrie. And I'm thinking that everybody in the movie is bullying and picking on her. And then she has her ultimate revenge at the end, but not really no, true. Tom, yeah. Tommy turned out to be a, an okay dude, in my opinion. He didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. But like, so Sue is pushing Tom. Sue is Tommy's girlfriend. And Sue is best friends with Chris. With Chris. Who is Who's the mastermind behind this? Yeah, so basically, the reason they're furious with Carrie is that after um, they they do the pl- you know plug it up you know sequence with Carrie in the locker room, is that Miss Collins works them hard. Next day at gym class, like they're they're doing um, a vigorous workout, and she's working them hard. And yeah, so, and we we I, I looked over. I was like, man, this looks like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. The yeah. gym, the, the, Psychotic the, gym teacher. the S&M gym teacher really having it at it with the boys and, and a lot of shower scenes. It's just, just the male version. Yeah. And Chris gets fed up. And so she goes to, to, to speak back to Miss Collins and Miss Collins smacks the living daylights out of her. And, and, and so Chris turns around and she's trying to get support from her other. Her, Wait, did you say another smack? Yeah. See, I'm telling you, there were six of right them. There. <laughs> so she she starts looking back at her fellow classmates like, we can't let her get away with this. She can't hit us. She can't do this kind of behavior and get away with it. And everyone kind of looks at her and like, just shut up, you know? And so Miss Collins like, you're not going to prom now. And so they're like, okay, well, she's not going to prom. Chris is, is fucked up there. But I think that's where she wants to seek revenge against Carrie. It's very misguided because really Miss Collins is the one who told her she couldn't go to prom. Carrie didn't do anything other than have her period in the shower and get made fun of. Um, but Sue in the same moment is pushing her boyfriend, Tommy to take Carrie to prom. And you're thinking like, there's something devious going on here. And even Miss Collins sniffs it out. And I'll say for another, that was dumb moment is that Miss Collins is trying to convince Carrie that everything is kosher. Like, no. Tommy might be a good guy. What are you talking about? You're beautiful. Of course he would take you at a prom. Then the next scene, she's back with Tommy and and uh, and Sue, and she's like, "All right, what the well, fuck yeah, is going, what's going on, on here? Like, what are you what are you up to here? I know that we're, I'm not dumb, you know." Yeah. And so you're like, "Okay, nah, well, well, it's it's dumb. It's a little dumb." Yeah. So uh, you know, there's a, there's a moment there when prom is happening, and Sue is um, at dinner at ha- at her house. Uh, on a very random Saturday with the family, like candlelit, I'm like, what the f- what the f is this? Like Sue, what's going on at your house? Why are you having a family candlelit dinner on a Tuesday or probably or a, sa- a random Saturday, Saturday during prom yeah, night? Whatever. whatever. It's just it, it's just like, well, that's dumb. Like, well, that's not really what's happening. She just like bolts from the table and she's like, oh, I I gotta go somewhere. Yeah, and the whole time you're like, you you think she's and maybe that's the 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 plot of the movie is that. They want you to think that everybody's in on it, because because all of a sudden Sue says like, "What time is it?" She goes, "Eight o'clock." I gotta go, and yeah, she like darts go. out the door, and you're like, "Okay." She wants to be there for the blood drop scene, huh. but when she gets there, she's like mortified. Mortified. She, she, she's she, like, she sniffed it out. She's like, "What's going? on? What oh, is oh, happening?" Oh, oh. Yeah. Another one is Sue. Uh, towards the end of the movie, she goes to Carrie's house. It's 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 a bunch of rubble, and there's a for sale sign. 
and she decides to walk on the rubble. And I'm just like, Sue, what? That's dumb. What are you doing? And then, and then a, a, a bloody hand comes surfacing from the rubble, scares the shit out of everybody, even myself. Me too. Yeah. So, Sue, stay off the rubble. That's dumb. Like, go go back home. I'll say for another um, dumb moment. Any scene with Freddy in it, that guy's a fucking yeah, moron. Yeah, Freddy's, Freddy's a real <laughs> schmuck. Um, but Sue's mother gets a phone call, and um, this is after uh, the aftermath, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, pretty and much. She said, yeah. You know, everyone's a little edgy after what happened. Edgy? Like, a little edgy after what happened. The fucking school got obliterated. What do you mean edgy? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Everyone's a little edgy after what happened. I'm like... Yeah, the whole senior class is dead. Yeah, that's a little... little (laughs) Or whoever attended prom. That's an understatement. Oh, so we think. Yeah. Um, But I do want to say, on the opposite of that's dumb, I think that uh, John Travolta in this movie gave influence to Larry the Cable Guy because he says many times during the scene where he's going to get the pig's blood is... Get her done. Get her done. Get her done. This is the this is the birth of that phrase. We all we all thought it was Larry the Cable Guy, but no, 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 no. Oh, contraire, mon frère. Billy, Billy, way ahead of the game. Get her done while taking an axe or a sledge, maybe whatever item he used to bludgeon and kill a pig. Uh, but let's get back to, so I'm going to jump right off of there before we get to the next segment. Inspirations that this movie, I already mentioned, yeah. I already mentioned, uh, she's all that pretty and pinkish, like just in a horror movie okay. difference. Uh, Axel Rose pretty much got his whole adaptation from Carrie <laughs> and, uh, get her done. You just mentioned it. I was like, this movie's has so much inspirational, quality that people watched and said i'm just gonna do something different make get her done funny (laughs) axel rose cool pretty and pink and she's all that more of a lighthearted (laughs) rom-com so i'm telling you this this uh this movie has some inspiration to it it sure does so i think let's move to the next segment which is I know, you know, a, a tribute to my brother, uh, and this is why we're doing um, Carrie in the first place. He he mentioned it, and the reason for that, he 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 definitely alluded to me. We we've had many conversations. Uh, I am paying an homage to my brother and just saying I created this segment for him uh, because it was about Stephen King going to a Boston. Uh, downtown movie theater and sitting in the theater and the the couple guys ahead of him after the movie was over literally said she ain't never gonna be right and that term turned into they ain't never gonna be right so this segment is literally the sue award she ain't never gonna be right or they ain't never gonna be right sue the sue award wins yeah sue sue gets her own award on this because She's going to have... I mean, she's, she's the lone survivor. She's the only surviving member of this whole ordeal. She had nothing to do with what happened. She has a ton of guilt, though. Yeah. You can tell because she has the dream where she's, yeah. you know, standing Like I said, walking over the rubble, over the rubble and, and a the hand pops hand up. And, and it, she's... Even though she comes back 
from this dream, she still feels like there's someone holding onto her arm. Yeah. And so the and look she's being in, she's being like in the fetal position with her mom just crying and sobbing, and then the movie just ends. And the look in her eyes yeah. is that of you know, the final girl in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's it's Angela and Sleepaway. It's like whatever you want to say. It's yeah. like this is the eyes of somebody who is it's dead eyed. It's yeah. gone. It's completely shocked and you don't you know the rest of their around. life you don't know what it's going to be. You know, it's always going to be there. Uh, and and, and you know, as the movie's going along, I'm kind of thinking, is it Carrie? Is it Carrie? Is she the one that's not going to be right because of her mom? I was like, I'm trying to like, you know, she's definitely an honorable mention. <laughs> you know, as you can tell as the movie develops, uh, the way that she was raised in, in, in this religious household and being sent to the closet to uh, pray to uh, what looked like a Jesus figure, but it was actually St. Sebastian. And we, we should get into that a tiny bit. Yeah, um, let's do it right now. It does, it does play as probably what really should have been everyone's favorite death scene because ultimately we, we got to say that Mrs. White's responsible for pretty much everything that happens in this movie. The fact that she babies carry that she locks her in a closet and makes her read the gospel she is constantly negative towards her she does all this bad shit um and she tries to kill carrie at the end of the movie with a big butcher knife and she stabs her once and carrie goes flinging down the stairs and then she's ready to finally give the last uh, swat and 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 carrie's life who she feels like she should have ended 16 years prior. Yeah. As the knife's up in the air and she goes to swing it down, Carrie, through telekinesis, throws a blade through the knife hand into the wall. And then you see the, the other, other hand, hand get pinned back um, with another knife. And then you, all of a sudden you start seeing, like, I wrote it down because it, it kind of tr- tracked for me was that um, all these tools are being thrown at, at mom here, like, uh, like Carrie's fucking ratatouille. Like, <laughs> you see all these, like, kitchen utensils, like, landing in her, in her gut and stuff, and she's just pinned up there. And Carrie instantly regrets it. She feels terrible yeah. about it, and she tries to pull the mom down, and then she basically crumbles the house on top of them because she, that's just how she wants to die, I guess. But you see the figure in the closet of St. Sebastian who is also crucified in a very similar way, but with yeah. arrows and stuff through its chest in the same way that the mom had the... So basically the mom was killed just as St. Sebastian was because she was in that closet and saw that figure of St. Sebastian so many times that this was her way of killing her mother, even though she regretted it. Yeah, and to piggyback off that point is that this was the uh, moment in... The movie where it took liberties about that death that the novel didn't portray. Um, It was a very different form of death in the novel. Um, For those who want to read the novel, let's just say it's different. And this one's a little bit more religious, crucifixion-ish, you know, type. Where you know it it, it got it got some it got some notice because it was like whoa. Whoa! This is this is taking religious uh, stuff to the empty degree here. But I believe so. that Stephen King said that he liked the ending yeah. in the movie better than his own book, his own yeah. work. So he he was totally on board with it. So oh, it was it was a lot more uh, dramatic, a lot more yep. uh, a lot more going on in the movie. It came so. full circle. Yeah. 
and that 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 was the difference. Yeah, I mean that's that's they ain't never gonna be right. So are you, you're on the same page, Sue? Being, I mean, it's yeah, the Sue, it's the Sue, Sue Award, yeah, Sue, and and I, I'll let Joey time it. Maybe, I hope I got it right, but I feel like I got it right. Sue ain't never gonna be right. So yeah. it's it's literally become the Sue Award. But uh, thank you, Joey. That's your segment. Uh, this is your movie. Uh, but let's uh, let's move along to was it alternate ending? Uh, what would you do? What would you do? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of it kind of goes with the alternate ending. I didn't take a lot of notes on this, and because we can just wing it, yeah. Uh, in reality, because we just watched it. But uh, what would you do? Very simple, and this is just a dumb answer. Uh, we might have to change this segment, you know, going forward. Yeah. But it's it's literally don't be a bully. I don't know. Don't pick on you know people, and and just you know don't be an asshole. Don't be a Freddy. Don't be Billy. Don't be Chris. You know, just don't don't. And don't definitely f- don't be a Mrs. White. Yeah, don't f- right. Don't and just well, don't fuck with someone who's got telekinesis powers. I guess. I, how are you gonna know? But you're, you'll find out, and you'll you'll die. <laughs> so you, ne- you you never know. Just treat others like you want to be treated. And and this is a theme in horror movies, guys. Like yeah. And that's why this this segment you know may may go down as a as a dead segment. No pun intended. But uh, <laughs> it's it's very basic. So I don't know how much I'm I'm adding to it. But uh, what what about you? What would you do? Um. No, really the same vibe. I think like they went through so much trouble to prank. to sort of prank yeah. the wrong person or to take take revenge on the wrong person. Like all Carrie did besides maybe ruin a couple blouses with her period blood was that she was upset that everybody was making fun of her. But otherwise like they were going after her for the wrong reasons. Like Miss Collins is the one who like kicked Chris out of prom. You know, it wasn't it, it wasn't Carrie. So like yeah, Miss Collins. That was yeah, Miss Collins fired. That was dumb. You know, like like why'd you yeah. let her go to prom? Like what the fuck? Like yeah, what? but it's like but if you're if you're Chris, like all right, well get Miss Collins fired. Like she slapped you. Like go and. You've got witnesses. Like, go fight that case if you if you want to do something. Like, she said, I want to. I'm gonna get you fired. So, like, after all this happens, she still goes after fucking Carrie, who's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, why? nobody. Yeah, yeah, why? why? So, I I just think in general that was like the wrong move, and it's what killed her in the end. So, you know, she, yeah. I guess what another. What would you do in the moment where uh, I don't know? Have a fire extinguisher on hand. You know, if you're in the gym, go find that. The fire hose does go on, and it's and it's like like you said, p- pushing people into the punch bowl or making a flip yep. into the punch bowl. But uh, you know, once the once the gym goes on fire, it's kind of like, man, I, I wish I had a fire extinguisher. Uh, I can throw it through a window and get the hell out of there. That's another. What would I do? Just try to get the hell out of the gym because they were they they got kind of stuck in there. So yeah, I guess that's the only other moment where I'm like, all right, what would I do differently here? Uh, if I'm in this place and I have nothing to do with anything, <laughs> yeah, you're kind of fucked. You know the band. You know we'll, we'll get into that in the soundtrack, man. <laughs> like, what if you were just part of the band, man, just trying to entertain people, and you just got fried to a crisp? You know, like what the hell? <laughs> you're like, we got uh, paid fourteen pigs in a blanket for this gig, <laughs> and then we got murdered. Yeah, you know, once you go back to the what is what, what do they call it? The green room? No, what do they call the? Uh, Craft yeah, service. Go into the craft services and, and, and get yourself a sandwich and get the hell out of there. If you're part of that band, I guess that's what I would do. So I guess yeah. I guess the, the the segment we just got to be more creative with. I mean, there's 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 moments in movies, especially in horror, that you're just like, 
well, don't run that way. Run the other way. You know, so that's that's kind of the point. So the point is always run, though. Yeah, but this is uh, obviously the theme is don't bully people. Be nice. <laughs> so, um, an alternate ending. Very very similar. I mean, I guess I I kind of joke to you. Uh, my alternate ending is literally uh, Carrie does not rumble her house. She stays alive and she just lives out her life. Her mom's dead. She's by herself. Um. And she just goes to school the next day, and nobody's there, and it's half burnt down, and she's just kind of like, "What? What happens?" You know, like as nothing happened. Like I wish Carrie, you know, it's a very weird. Uh, what did I call it? Uh, anti-hero type yeah. vibe from Carrie. You're kind of like cheering for her, and then she like just goes super psychotic, and then you're like, "Wait a second, I'm not supposed to cheer for you anymore." Yeah, am I and, doing the right thing? But then it, I was like, "Well, if it actually came full circle where she went back to school, and uh, I'd be like, all right, the fact that she kind of martyred herself, I was kind of like, all right, I guess that's what was supposed to happen.' But hmm. in my alternate ending, it doesn't. She stays alive. She goes back to school the next day, and she's just kind of like, "What?" <laughs> Don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, so my alternate ending is not very different, but it's um, that the house is burning down around them, but Carrie decides to split. Everything happens after that, and Sue wakes up in the room. She's looking around. Mom's in there holding her hand or whatever, and then th- the doors of the room pop open, and Carrie's standing there and ends. So, like, Carrie's there to get her last... Her last revenge, even though, or maybe, maybe because she got like super, like you know, we alluded to this in the Candyman pod uh, about Bloody Mary. Uh, maybe she was Bloody Mary, uh, yeah. and now when you do your little urban legend, like Carrie would show up and just like do telekinesis and like shit kill you. I don't know, like yeah, that would be a cool like segue into another series of movies. You know, Stephen King or or Brian, like, what up, man? <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're you really, no you really dropped the ball in 1976 <laughs> to to just kind of keep going with this. But the, I thought the ending was very good. Yeah, I think it it left some opportunity um, for like, it created another segment for us. Right? <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it 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 is perfect where it is, yeah. but uh, you know, we we just we're, we're just having fun with it. Um, I guess our last segment is uh, talking about the score. Yeah, the score, the soundtrack, it's 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 actually got music in it, you know, and it it actually had, you know, in the car scene with Billy and Chris on a date. Yep, they get uh the song Heat Wave. Heat Wave. Sorry, a, I apologize. It, it, no, it, that's fine. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a catchy tune. Definitely one of the better songs. What was that the Supremes? Who is that? No, it's um hold the on. The Shondells or I mean how how far am I going back into the 50s here? I mean, I guess it's seventies, sixties. Uh, it's Martha and the Vandellas. The Vandellas. What are they? The Chandelle. Well, I, don't, I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> I, that's the genre of music I really don't know. So there's a lot of uh, music in this. Some of it I couldn't really pick up from the movie itself. So I don't know how like how much it plays with, um, you know, like how things worked out. I would say that what I'm gonna rate really is that is the prom scene. Yes. So they've got the high school band there. They're, great lyrics. Because you had it you had a closed caption, so we got to read the lyrics and I was like, it was great. It and was every song in the movie that I can pick out has God or devil in it. Like yeah. it talks about so there's a religious theme throughout. Makes um, sense. Maybe without Heat Wave. Maybe Heat Wave has something in there. Uh, I'll have to look at the lyrics. But there's a scene where obviously she and Tommy win prom king and queen. Mm-hmm. And there's this like beautiful music that plays it's triumphant it's 
it's like no, um, yeah. it's like a happy ending type you know, music that's playing in the yeah, background. Yeah, you're literally watching the movie going, probably in 1976, if you didn't read the book, you're probably looking at this going, oh, wow, they did it. But you know, something bad is about to happen. You know, when, when's the when's it, when's it going to drop? The camera's panning slowly across the crowd. Everyone's cheering for Carrie. She's got the crown on. She's got the flowers. She's smiling. And the music is just beautiful. But then you get this little bit of, like, mysterious music. Yeah. Sort of ominous, like, ominous, mysterious, foreshadowing um, music. Yeah, like so something's uh, gonna happen. Then the pig, bl- the pig's blood hits, and yeah. it's like it's dark, it's wailing, and then it goes into the sort of psychotic scene. And so, reading some of the what they name some of the songs in this are pretty excellent. So they've got um, some of the scores. Um, they've got one called Telekinesis. Oh, nice! Um, and God made Eve. And then they've even got they're going they're all going to laugh at you. Um, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> um, school in flames. <laughs> Whoa! All right. Well, um, for the last time, we'll pray. The devil has come home. Collapse of Carrie's home. Sue's dream. So they've got they they kind of just track the scene itself with um, a, with a score which yep. it's again so that means but the I'll score that, is telling a story just like the movie it plays hand in hand i think that works it plays it's good i'm going to go with the most beautiful part though is bucket of blood that was uh, that was the that uh, was the score that the I ominous liked the most. like triumphant yep. yet ominous tones it take it takes a turn that whole track so yeah. i would say in general you know it it did a nice blend of taking scores and pop music and putting them in a movie and i think this is the first one we've seen that does both of those to some degree i think we had one other one with um the hills have eyes last week that we did yeah. where they had california dreaming and they had all, all the scores so this yeah. one again it's got heat wave it's got a couple other tracks you kind of hear in the background i'm not really sure i couldn't really pick them out but right. you hear like a very like um duopy kind of ballad when um we believe that Chris is giving uh John Travolta the old grease lightning um in the uh, car yeah. in order to get him to do this, you know No, he definitely gets crazy. Grease, act. He definitely gets grease lightning. In yeah. It. Oh yeah. Um but no, yeah, you know, again, we we talk about the we alluded to it uh, or I did one point eight million dollar budget and I think probably $900,000 went to the car crash. The other $900 went to the Shandells. What was the... Was a Martha and the Vandellas. Vandellas. They probably got the other the other half of this budget because that was a popular song. Popular and, song and, they, yeah. and, they, and they had to have it with Travolta. And everyone knows Travolta. He didn't even dance. No, was no. He, he was just in a car. And, uh, and Chris, who... Uh, I forget the actress's name, but she was the partner in RoboCop. Yep. She's the female partner in RoboCop forever for all. So she, they were like, "I'm only gonna give you my 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 heat wave song if if it's these two people, yep. <laughs> you know, like because <laughs> like, they might have been the famous ones." Uh, another name in this movie that I just couldn't get enough of was Edie McClurg. Uh, nobody's gonna know that name, and if you do, get a life. Um, <laughs> but she is literally uh, the. Um, secretary to the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the redhead. Uh, she's also um, in Elvira. Um, many, many other movies, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, just 
the typical, every time you see her, you know who I'm talking about. My brother's probably going, oh yeah, oh yeah, Eddie, Eddie, uh, or Edie McClurg. I know who this person is. She was Helen. She was one of the bullies in the gymnasium at the time, friends with Chris. I just saw her face and I was like, holy crap, it's that chick, you know, from, uh, from all these movies I've seen, uh, you know, he, he's one righteous dude. <laughs> just, that's all, all I ever remember of that, of that, of that lady. But, uh, no, shout out to Edie. Good for you. I know she, she was kind of a cult. This was kind of a cult movie for her. So a lot of people like when they see her, remember her from. Carrie. I'll throw out one random one too. Cause I made a reference to it earlier in the podcast is, um, the actor, uh, Sidney Lassick, um, who plays Mr. Fromm, one of the teachers. He played, uh, Fit, somewhat fitting he played a character named franklin in don't <laughs> tell mom the babysitter's dead um he is one of the guys who works down in the in the design department yeah. putting together all the all the plans and so um again i'm right on top of that rose um just want to throw a quick shout out to yeah. him because he's uh it's funny seeing these people and they're like and that and, that, and that, this is our points right we are we we are movie buffs. We know these movies. We see somebody from the 1970s, and I immediately go, "What else is that person in?" I go to IMBD, figure it out, and be like, "Oh my gosh, this is where they start!" Like Sissy Spacek, huge Oscar winner. Travolta story goes for himself. You know the guy who played uh, uh, Tommy Ross. Would you allude to his? What do he look like? Like a leaf carrot looking. <laughs> No, like literally, this guy uh, looks like he's straight out of a 70s rock band. Yeah, like Peter Frampton. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, this guy's inspiration is like all of that. And, uh... How did you know? I I I don't look at his IMBD, but how, how did that guy get not get famous? And I'm I'm curious what else he was in. But uh, I think William Kraft, Kraft. I don't know. I'm probably butchering that. <laughs> I should just stop now. But uh, I think that's it. I think we hit all the segments, right? You got the score. Would you rate it? So we got we five movies in. Um, I liked it. I think in general, I'm probably landing around a six where I'm like, yeah, oh, it's above think, average, but not, you, you can't, you can't get it to the top. I think a six because again, like it's not memorable, you know, no. what I mean? like you don't go back and go like, Oh, that's the, that's the fucking theme from Carrie. Like you don't get that. No. So like, it's not memorable enough that it's not, it's not Jason. It's not Halloween. It's not, Oh God. You yeah, know, it's not that type of score. So we're going to, yeah, yeah it's, six. We're, we're, yeah, we're going to, we're going to vomit over you know, all that great stuff yeah. when it comes to those, those uh, scores and how they pick the music. So if you're still listening at this point yeah. and you've made it through the entire episode, we're going to give you the spoiler of what we're doing next week. Yes. Uh, and we're going to be doing a 2000 movie. Uh, again, we're going to jump off of what we just did. A, a novel turned into a movie. We are going to do American Psycho. It's hip to be square. Oh my God. The soundtrack, the soundtrack alone. I think that segment's going to have its own like 30 minute segment because it, 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 it fucking rocks. I, I don't know what else to say. It, yep. it is a 2000 movie stuck in the eighties and you're going to love every goddamn second of it. People. 
So next Monday, cancel your reservations for Dorcia because we're going to be diving into American Psycho. We hope to see you there. Yeah, go ahead and, and watch it with us, you know, and, and follow along with the segments. That's that's what we want. So we're that's why we're letting you know now. American Psycho, get it on the get it on the list. I don't know what platform it's on right now. You guys have to figure that out. I tried. It used to be on Netflix. I don't think it is on anymore. So go ahead and find it. Amazon, I'm sure it's like three ninety nine. Don't be cheap. Just go get it. We don't have sponsors. Amazon. Yet. <laughs> uh, you know, anyway, uh, I digress. It's It's been a lovely Sunday. This is going to drop on Monday, uh, June 28th. Uh, thank you for all listening. Peace out. Thanks, y'all. Take it easy. Take it easy.